Hello? Hello? Hello, I think we're back. Oh, all right. I said we just had a little technical difficulties. I didn't know how long it... So I was sitting here talking. I guess I accidentally hit my mute button. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, we're going to go to another song, and I will be right back.
All right, we are back with the Urban Wire episode 22. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about relationships. We're going to be talking about a little bit of politics. We'll talk about a little bit of everything. Um, in the show, well, the main topic is going to be entitled "Nobody Owes You Ish." So um, we're we're going to be really excited to get to that in a little bit. Um, but I also, before we get started on that, I had a story that I wanted to share with you guys from the Huffington Post. Um, and I guess um, for those who don't know, our show is based out of um, Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, the story that I want to share tonight was written by one of their columnists um, called, um, his name is John Ward, and the title of the um, article is Mitch Daniels would like to run for president. Type advisor says, but there's there's one thing that's holding him back. So we're gonna um, jump right into this article and we're gonna discuss it. All right, the article reads: Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels wants to run for president, and is not in the process of convincing himself to do it. A close. Um, the advisor said, the last hurdle remaining in his ongoing discussions between him and his wife, or between him and his wife, Sherry Daniels, over whether she is ready to face questions about their past. Quote, I think he would like to do it, the advisor said um, to the Huffington Post by phone. Quote, I actually think that he have a decent chance in getting the nomination, unquote. The insight from a source close to the governor contradicts many of the reports that have focused on whether Daniels will, will run or not. Daniels has been portrayed and has in some ways portrayed himself as a reluctant potential candidate, someone who had hoped the GOP would find someone else to be their standard bearer but is unimpressed with the candidates who have so far declared their intent to run. The confirmation that Daniel's marriage is the last hurdle in front of a bid for the White House highlights the delicate situation in which the gov- governor finds himself. In 1993, Sherry Daniels left her husband with their four daughters and married another man in California. She returned a few years later, uh, reconciled with Daniels, and the two were remarried in 1997. That is, in a nutshell, the story. The national press picked up on it last year when it was buried at the bottom of a 8,600-word weekly standard profile. But much is unknown. Why did she leave Dales? Why did she come back? That she would be reluctant to publicly answer such delicate questions in front of the nation um, seems only natural. As senior Republican official who worked in Reagan's White House said, quote, Quite understandably, that is difficult. That is a difficult chapter in your life, and whether you want to talk about that, if only for a few times, it would be something you would have to talk about. 
Um, and, of course, there's no more brutal kind of politics than a presidential race. Already in, the, in South Carolina, hometown, to a dirty campaign to dirty campaign smears, such as the allegations in 2000 that Senator John McCain, adopted daughter from Bangladesh, had actually been fathered out of wedlock with a black woman. There are beginnings of a whisper campaign throwing doubt about the current state of Daniel's marriage. Questions about Daniel's marriage will likely be on the minds of those attending the Indiana Republican Party spring party spring dinner this Thursday where Sherry Daniels is scheduled to speak. There have been signs that Daniel is already to declare his candidacy. Foremost among them was his robust and articulate quote red menace unquote speech in February at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Washington DC. In it, he compared the, nation, the nation's debt to the threat of the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Caton Dawson, a former chairman of South Carolina's Republican Party, told Huffington Post that if Daniels were basing his decision on Thursday's debate among five Republican primary contenders in Greenville, South Carolina, that it would be a no-brainer for him to launch a campaign. Quote, if I saw that debate, I would, unquote, said Dawson. He is currently working for the former House Speaker, Newt Gingrich, who is announcing his own candidacy this week. But Daniels is not moving forward unless and until he is able to do so with full support of his family. The Daniels advisor spoke to Huffington Post uh Franken was Franken describing the current state of Daniel's nascent campaign effort. Quote, there is no campaign. There is no candidate, unquote, the advisor said. Quote, there is no structure. There is, there is no anything. So this article goes on for a little while, you know, longer, but I just want to bring you that um you know, uh, bring that to your attention because, you know, um, this is uh, his last term as governor of Indiana, and now he's thinking about taking um, that leap into the candidacy. So, really, it's it's pretty, uh, I don't know. I mean, at first it was rumor, it was speculation, but now it's really looking like he is strongly considering uh, running for um the, the Republican nomination uh, for president. So, Michael, what do you feel about this whole um, situation with his marriage? And because we know, like, man, if you want to see dirty politics, <laughs> you know, wait till yeah, it. Check out election it. time. Well, yeah. honestly, I guess as far as Republican candidates goes, my man Mitch scares me a lot less than Donald Trump. But... Seriously, it's uh, okay. The man had marital troubles. How many politicians have been divorced or had an affair or whatever, and they're still in their sleazy little office doing their political thing? You know, hey, at least the guy was married, he's divorced, and he's married again. All right, well, I don't really see where it makes much of a big deal. 
But, of course, in a presidential election, it'll get turned upside down in every which way. But, you know. No holds barred. You got it. They would say. I mean, everything. So really, I don't game. big deal is about it. I mean, okay, maybe there's a... Maybe there's a secret there or a story to be told, but so what? <laughs> yeah. He scares me less no than way. Donald Trump. Yeah, you're right about that. Some Mind you, I'm not a big Mitch Daniels fan, but hey, what can I say? I just found that um, pretty fascinating because I went to the. Uh, that was the main page. That was the main story on the Hubbardton Post today. I said, wow. So Nothing like calling him on the carpet real soon. Yeah. It's hard to believe it. But yeah. Um, speaking of um, candidates, did you hear about, well, here in Indianapolis, I guess, the new, uh, well, the, for the Democrat, um, for the Democratic Party, uh, Melinda Kennedy, she will be running for the mayor, mayor position. I and that. I guess, uh, Greg Ballard, he's he's going to be running again. So this should be a pretty interesting um, race. So, yeah, we're going to be seeing um, how that turns out. We're going to keep you um, – we're going to keep you posted on that. And, uh, you know, for her being – I don't even know if Indianapolis has ever had a, a, a female mayor before. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look into that. But I know that um, she had a she had a huge turnout and a lot of people you know she had a lot of support from um, the Democrats so uh, she ran against one of Andre Carson's um, nephews really uh, Sam Carson and um, Sam Carson and, I, and the other guy I can never remember his name um, God that's bad. Uh, Sam Carson, uh, Melinda Kennedy, and uh, there was a third candidate, too, which honestly, um, you know, I, I'm surprised, but Andre Carson, one of our congressmen, he, uh, I don't I don't know the story behind this, but he, uh, what do you call that? Um, endorsed. Endorsed uh, Melinda Kennedy, and he didn't even endorse his own nephew, so I don't know what that was about. But it was pretty surprising, and I think that probably hurt him because a lot of people were, you know, had that question in mind. You know, why wouldn't he endorse his own family member? But who, who knows? But but I, I guess there's, you know, speculation behind it because he didn't really come into the race until the last minute either. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that maybe the endorsement was already cast at that point. Yeah. So uh, that could be the reason right there. Um, but I really think that I I don't want it. I just I don't want to want it to be a whole uh, situation to where they're all trying to ride the coattail of Julia Carson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of her name and stuff like that. You know, um, I know Andre Carson. He he he's been doing pretty well in maintaining his. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm doing pretty good, I think, over uh, representing yeah. constituency. I've never heard of Sam Parson guy, though. So, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, really know much yeah. about him. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to see who, uh, 
uh, wins this election. It's going to be a pretty heated uh, election. There's a lot that's been going on here in Indianapolis, and you know, I think I think nationwide, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting politics coming up in the next couple years elections that you see. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. That's just my educated guess. Yep. Well, I just wanted to let you guys know that you, you the chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. And coming soon, we're going to um, try to do this in the next couple of weeks. I mentioned last week that I wanted to start doing, um, well, I want to have like a um, instant message um, account on Yahoo where you guys can instant message in your comments and questions. We'll, we will be letting you know more about that in the upcoming weeks and get that set up. Um, we're also on Facebook. Look us up, the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, UCOFW. Um, join our join our fan page where you can get updates on new videos that we release on YouTube, um, upcoming broadcasts, and also just um, general news. Also, you can um, tune in to Michael's, um, check his website out called Sunrise Humanity. If you're looking for direction, if you're looking for spiritual guidance, if you're looking for uh, just uh, education um, on different uh, social issues surrounding religion, spirituality, um, just things of that nature. Make sure you check that website out. Once again, it's sunrisehumanity.com, and he also has a YouTube account as well. Um, So make sure you guys go over there, subscribe to that. That's also Sunrise Humanity. That's one one word. Um, Also, let me see what else we have going on coming up. Um, this summer, just get ready for a lot more uh, up up close and personal interviews on our YouTube page. We're going to have a lot of, we're going to be hitting the streets, um, especially Pride coming up next month. We're going to have a lot to do with that. Um, working on getting a couple more commentators on the show, so be look, look out for that. And we're going to have some good shows coming up here, too, um, some controversial shows coming up soon. Um, we're still going to continue our series about prejudice versus um, preference, and I'm, I'm hoping we can get that, get a third installment of that because I, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from people as far as that's concerned. But if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can call in right now at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200. Let's see what else we have to discuss. I know there's something else I want to tell you as far as, like, UCOFW is concerned. Um, This Thursday we're going to probably have our entertainment beat, so make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. Um, Michael, did you have anything else to add about your website or anything that you that you're going to be working on or anything? Uh, no, I did add a couple of things to it, uh, an article or so, and uh, done a little rearranging on there. And but uh, pretty much anybody interested in stuff like that, they'll find it there at the home page. But I think you pretty well covered it. Okay, because I know you had a new article that you wrote, with, you know, without giving too much away. 
Um, what, what's new on your um, website this week? It's called Diet and Energy and Life. And little mm-hmm. things that something maybe a lot of us, probably all of us have done, but not really thought of or noticed, but how little patterns of how you treat yourself and how you work with yourself and how this may influence some of your dietary habits. You know, what might lead to some extra weight gain in places when you really don't think about it and having to deal with this on a more personal energy level and maybe even a little bit of a psychological level. And I know I found, as I addressed in the article, I talked about a situation with myself there where I was like, wait a minute, what what the heck am I eating this for? Why, you know, little dietary habits and things that maybe you don't even necessarily consciously realize that may be actually bringing a little bit of harm to your health in the long run. So do you think that um, that spirituality ties into diet and, um, you know, exercise? On, on a certain level, yes. And the reason that I will say that is because if you look at a standard of, you know, spirituality and things of your spiritual nature are usually found to be uplifting for you. And as you lift yourself up and put yourself in a better mood, which this deals more with the energy work side of my website, um, you will find that, you know, obviously you can be in a better mood. uh, You may be less stressed about things. You have a little bit more comfort in your life, and you're not as apt to make as lesser than ideal choices for Mm -hmm. things like even on a dietary scenario. For example, you know, God, you've had the worst day at work. It's raining cats and dogs. You know, you've got a really big bill coming due. You know, gas prices are through the roof. You're walking through the grocery store, and you're like, oh, I don't normally do this, but, oh, a box of Little Debbie's won't hurt. Or Mm -hmm. things like this. Or even, let's just say, with the food that you have at home, maybe your dietary sort of aspects you already have in place. Maybe you're like, wow, that's just really extra good tonight. I'm going to have extra helpings of this. Or, oh, what does this hurt here? What does this hurt there? Well, it's a bunch of the little things that maybe just because you're in a bad mood or just because your energy's a little bit low on this, you know, another power of keeping yourself in a more positive frame of mind, which this is dealing with more of a little bit more of the energy work side of things than the spiritual side. But still the spiritual can, you know, People find it uplifting. Get yourself lifted up. Do something you got to do. Whatever you got to do to get yourself going helps on it. And if that was applying on just a uh, dietary aspect, and I know I can all sit about, or all of us could probably sit around here and think of a time when we've done that. Oh man, that's good. I really don't need an extra helping of this. But hey, what the heck? Little stimulations that feed your thought processes. Little stimulations that get your mind going, oh, hey, yeah, that's good, sure, and kind of perks you up a little bit, even though you think, well, how's that really affecting the bigger picture? It adds up. Wow. So, you know, just things to think about and little things to maybe give people a shine a little spotlight on something like that. So have these came from lessons that you had to learn personally or just? Yeah, uh, actually a lot of it is. And it's, well, I know I talked about when I was writing the article, I was started drafting it about the first of the year. 
and uh, I had uh, went through a process of quitting smoking, and of course, usually gain a little bit of weight, but also was looking at New Year's resolutions on how to maybe cut back on the weight gain and different things need to work with there, and well, what about an exercise regimen? And then I was starting to look at, well, okay, maybe I, I usually don't have potato chips in my house. I usually just don't do it. But mm-hmm. I was going through the grocery store. I'm like, hey, what the heck? And, you know, hey, I live alone. Gets a little bit lonely sometimes in the winter. I'm sitting there going, writing out bills, writing out, taking care of my daily life. I'm like, ooh, potato chips sound good. Okay, no problem. Have a mm-hmm. handful of potato chips. Well, you sit there and you're busy working on something. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, let's have a few more. Let's have some. Next thing you know, you've ate the whole daggone bag of them. Mm. Is that really helping anybody out? But how many of us have done it? You know, what about order? You order a pizza. You go home, you eat a slice or two of it. Should you quit there? Probably. Do you keep going for another one? Okay. How long does that add up? And it's little things like that that I noticed about myself that maybe just because you're in a lull or you need to get yourself picked up a little bit. But having to do with your personal energy, why? Because maybe in a stagnation of your mind, hey, this is kind of a little pick-me-up at the time. And I'm not talking about people that clinically, for lack of a better term, eat their emotions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about on a more broader spectrum broader spectrum, I'm sorry, what people sometimes notice going through whatever. So just little things to maybe keep in mind. If you can apply this on a dietary aspect, how big of an aspect can you apply it to your life in general as far as maybe decisions that are less than adequate for yourself that you're doing as what you wouldn't really think of as a psychological stimulus to pick yourself up or change your mood but yet maybe it's not the most healthy decision. You can apply that in a lot of areas of your life. Wow. Healthy and unhealthy. So it's like a little snippet at what may seem like a minor thing, but it invites you to use your brain to think and expand this into other areas of your life as well. Thanks for um, sharing that with us. Um, I want to talk about what, uh, I want to do something real quick. I know you've seen the uh, the new Medea movie. Yes, loved uh, it. Big Happy Family. And I mm-hmm. want you to do a review on that. And then after we do your review, do that review, I want to go to a quick commercial break. Um, we're going to play a couple songs and stuff like that. And then uh, we're going to come back and I want to discuss uh, – a couple more articles that I found. Do um, you remember the that uh, governor of uh, Arizona, Jan Brewer, and how mm-hmm. she was trying to get that Immigration Act passed? Well, uh-huh. She's still at it, and she's trying to take it up to the Supreme Court, and she's trying to get them to uphold um, um, certain aspects of that law still. Wow. So I want to discuss that. And also... Um, if we got time, I want to try to discuss uh, some more. Uh, we might get to Bin Laden. I don't know, but also they were. Uh, I was reading how um, uh, they're trying to defund um, Planned Parenthood, and but uh, speaking, they're going to try to get that. Huh? 
I speaking of something of that nature, I found an article online uh, here that if we have a chance, I wouldn't mind going over the governor of Michigan uh, slipping a real good one in. Well, I don't think he's the governor, actually. What is he? Um, state representative of Michigan who uh, put a educational bill in stating that if a college offered benefits to same-sex or unmarried partners, he was stripping them of 5% of their state allocated budget and going to put it in a uh, grade school program. Wow. And he got it. Wow. Are you serious? Yes. Yes, I am. So it comes from the advocate. The article comes from the advocate.com. Michigan GOP votes to fine colleges for same-sex benefits. Michigan House approved an amendment to the education budget that would penalize state universities and colleges 5% for offering domestic partner benefits to same-sex and unmarried partners. Mm. So congratulations, so you, you want, to, you want to go ahead and talk about that really quick, and then we can do the Medea uh, uh, okay. uh, yeah, review. All right, it's uh, State Representative Dave Agama, Agama, um, posted the following update on his Facebook page Thursday night. I had an amendment put into the education budget that takes 5% away from colleges that give same-sex unmarried benefits and places up to $60 million of that into a kindergarten through 12 budget if colleges do not stop skirting the law and the will of the people. Colleges can't say they are short of money when they skirt the law and give such benefits. The Dems didn't like this. It passed. So that is the direct quote from him. So that's what, you know, it's all over the U.S. But, again, that's the illustrious Republican Party at work. Okay. Okay. Very unfortunate to hear that. You know, it's it's really sad that people, well, you know, uh, well, you know, it's 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 so many people want to play with education, and they they try to use it as a bargaining chip and a bargaining tool, and, you know, and they they try to play with people's lives to get things passed, you know. And if you're doing something like, that makes somebody's life better, you get penalized for it. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know, that's why we're we're falling behind educationally because we we don't take education serious in this country like we used to. And yeah. you know, and then you then you want to you know discriminate against um, certain groups of individuals and stuff like that. You know, it's just it's they're just making it legal to discriminate. Hmm. They're making it completely legal to discriminate. You know, as long as you're Republican, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Oh, well. Yeah. I yeah. know I'm not running for political office. Oh, God. I just, I don't even think I, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's something that a lot of people just, they don't, they don't take it seriously. That's true. It, it, it's a great, it's a great uh, responsibility you know, and but a lot of people look at it as I mean, you don't realize you're you're impacting people's livelihood, 
in their in their lifestyle and just you know the way they live. Every you know you you don't realize what you're doing when you run for office. It's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke whatsoever. You know. So I, I just think, think a lot of these me is these people that have been in there for in political office for years and years. They have to know what they are doing is impacting real living breathing human beings. And the fact that they push forward and do for it even more makes me kind of wonder if they're no better than the serial killer sitting in prison. Mm. But see, they probably become desensitized because they don't have to face these people every day. Well, that's probably they don't, not. They don't, they they don't work in the office. Huh? They pro- you're right. They probably don't have to face them every day when they sit in that air-conditioned office, collecting money from lobbyists. But but you know that on that too. But you know the only time you hear from them when it's when it's campaigning time, when it's time for them to get out there and um, try to you know convince people to vote for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, that's, that's that's the only interaction they have with the with the people. Yeah. You know, and heaven forbid the ones that are trying to be out here, you know, making a uh, positive mark in their community or, you know, in their district. Oh, they're witch hunting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm off my soapbox on that for a moment. (laughs) Well, you know, let's let's lighten things up a little bit and can you give us a little review uh, because I'm going to going to post this on uh, YouTube as well. Um, we know that you went to go see Dia's Big Happy Family. Yes, went and seen that so, on Easter Sunday. Um, little background out of the movie without giving too much away. This uh, lady in the movie is trying to come to, come to grip with a uh, health problem and wants to break the sad news to her, all of her children, all at one time. Now, just like every fam, every family's got a few bumps in the road with every family. I don't care how perfect it seems to be. This family's got a lot of bumps in the road. But so the movie kind of goes around that, and then eventually Medea has to come in to help the lady pull things together and straighten things out, and then eventually help the family heal through this. Excellent movie, a classic example of Tyler Perry's comedy and his skill and mastery of comedy. What I like is his comedy bringing forth and getting your attention to focus on the serious subjects that are impacting your life. So excellent work by him. Of course, the comedic value is great, and the really spiritual aspects that are in there are really great, too. Uh, Really enjoyed it. You know, and I really like his. In general, I like his plays and movies because they do uh, bring. They, they, you know, there's a lot of comedy, a lot of drama, but it always ties back to a greater spiritual principle yes. at the at the end of it. You know, so it's, it's it's. I think it's really good that he's still, after all these years, he's still on top of his game. You know, yeah. you know, he has a lot of people, a lot of critics out there, but I, I, I commend him for what he does. You yeah. know, and it's so all complicated. The problems in that family in that scenario are just like his other plays. They are real life scenarios that touch people's lives, and that probably if you haven't had one of those types of incidents, you know someone that has. 
So it's real situations that we encounter in daily life and how people are going to struggle with this and work through it. Wonderful family, wonderful comedic skill by Medea. Some of the comedy in here fresh, uh, not really copied, so speak, off of maybe like some of his other movies have copied some of the repetitive joke or something. Nope, I like this one. I like very fresh approach, good stuff. Now, did you get a chance to, have you seen the stage play of this? I own the stage play. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I shouldn't even ask you that. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm a very big fan of Tyler Perry, for those that are that are listening and don't know that. Um, the play, uh, comparing, you know, a lot of times I have personally, my own taste, found the plays to be better. Uh, every once in a while, the movie will come out and be better than the play. Personally, I think that this is about an even draw because the play has its aspects that are good for being a play, and the movie has its its aspects for being better for being a movie. So really, I think they both fit one another respectively very nice. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for that um, review. I think that you guys definitely need to go. I need to go um, check it out myself, so. Um, I will be, and don't be getting no bootleg copies. I know how you, okay, I'm going to call you out now. So I know some of you guys can try to get that bootleg copy now. But don't let me have to call, call you out because I will. You need to go on, go ahead and support Tyler Perry and um, and go out here and get that, go go view that movie. And, and then when it comes out, you need to go buy it. Um, you know, I bought that um, for Color Girls too, and that's pretty good. So. I still haven't um, I seen really, it completely yet. Yeah, it's a very powerful movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to go um, cop that um, DVD. You need to go and uh, watch that because I think it's something that all people can relate to, um, especially women. It's just not women of color, but a lot of issues that are in this movie are issues that women in general can um, relate to. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, without giving too much away, one of those issues is abusive relationships where the father um, abuses the kids. And there was a part in the movie where, I'm not going to give it away, but something happens to the children, and the mother, she chose to stay in that. And also another thing that, you know, that's in another concept in that movie that um, really impacts all women these days are is men living secret lives and living on the down low. And, you know, a lot of times we know how it is in the media that um, it's, it's a problem that's in Africa. Minor technical difficulty. Seneca and I rolled over his mute button there for a second. You'll be Hello. back. There you go. Can you hear me? Yes, now you're back. Okay, what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, you started to say what the uh, issue was of facing not just the African-American community. Okay, but yeah, about down-low women, like that, the men living on a down-low, or um, abuse in the home where the you know children are in danger. These are issues that all communities face. But you know how, how the down-low has always been a problem that is – that that has a quote unquote black face to it. 
Mm-hmm. And really, I think it's an issue that affects all communities because there's a there are men that are living double lives and secret lives, and a lot of times, yeah, you, wanna, you know, yeah. ignore that fact. Yeah, I, you don't even have to look very far in the news media to find one that you stumble across all the time. Uh, look at these politicians. Yeah, to get caught up. And, the, and the, those be, those are the ones that are like so outspoken about it. Yeah, well, like you and I have talked before. We'll be sitting laughing and say, "What do you do, Larry Craig?" It, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's about the truth of it. You know, mm. so I, I I don't know. It's it's just a sad fact. Um, but that's definitely a good movie that you guys should go check out uh, as well. Uh, I, I know it's on DVD now, but I, I would strongly urge you to go um, pick that up and watch that um, as well. Um, I know there's a couple other movies. I couldn't that are see, out and I have not seen the entire movie on through completely through, but I could almost see where that would could almost be what you would call a contemporary color purple. Mm-hmm. Just kind of by like how some of it really, really seems to just kind of throw you in the face of the action going on and really kind of hit you in the stomach with like, oh wow. I kind of felt that way about Precious. Now that's another one I haven't got to see yet. You need to see that. Is Precious a Tyler Perry movie? Um, I think he, uh, yeah, he had some involvement with that, yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember if it was or not. I, yeah, I think that was him and Oprah produced that. Okay. Or had something to do with that, yeah. I had heard Oprah, but I wasn't sure about him. Yeah, Tyler Perry, he, he was involved with that, too. Yeah, I, I think that's a movie that a lot of people need to go see, too. Or need to go uh, purchase or um, rent. If you can, uh, it kind of you know shines the light on issues that you know it's, it's the sad but you know dirty truth you know of what's going on in American society and a lot of things we try to sweep up under the rug and you know dysfunction in families and everything. Yeah, yeah you want to talk about a modern day color purple? That shit, modern day color purple right there. Precious, you know. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Yeah. But yeah, um I have, want to have movie night with Seneca. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do some movie reviews. I know we haven't done I really want to start doing some of those every now and then doing some movie reviews and stuff like that. So but yeah, um I wanna go to a quick song. Um and then come back and then hit on those articles that I want to um, read you really quick. And then I want to get into our main topic real uh, for about about 15 or 20 minutes, and then I'm just going to close out the show tonight. Um, once again, if you want to call in, feel free, 646-915-8200. Um, you can join our Facebook page, the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, or just put in UCOFW. And um, you can find us that way. Um, let's see. Um, we will be having our instant messenger um, 
up in a couple weeks on Friday and see how that goes. And uh, I think that's about it for now. You can join our chat room if you want to go in there and chat or send you know send questions that way. So we're gonna go to a quick song and then when we come back we will uh, get into some more politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh.
it be a blessing for me. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Sugar is sweet when I like you. Raindrops Alright, we are back We are back with the Urban Wire Oof This song just puts you in the mood <laughs> I know if there was anybody listening That was pissed off at the world You just saved somebody's life <laughs> And they ain't gonna be just happy with Jesus alone There you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we are back. If there are any doubts that I am a Tyler Perry fan, just see some of my one-liners in comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I took that line from Mike. Well, he got it from Tyler Perry, but I kind of got it from him because he loves to quote that line. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's 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 used it. He used he's used it on me a couple times. You know, <laughs> I, I'll just be around randomly singing. I said, "Look at you singing," and I know you ain't happy with Jesus alone. Jesus had to have a little help putting that smile on your face. I want to go there on our topic. <laughs> well, we got we got some more topics going on. We're going to go to the lines. We have a caller, and I think it's Miss DeAndra. Is it four four four? Is this Miss DeAndra? Yes, it is. All right, girl. Welcome to the <laughs> show, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. So, what you been? What's what you been up to, girl? What's been going on? Well, just got in the house from work. <laughs> oh, you gotta make them coins, honey. Gotta make them exactly. coins. I'm gotta make my pesos. Okay, girl. Did you hear about Mitch? Dan- well, we were talking about Mitch Daniels trying to run from president still, but girl, he got some skeletons in his closet. You know, something. You know, something went on in his marriage, and they, you know, they ain't saying what it is yet. You know what I'm saying? They talking about how him and his wife split up, and they got remarried again. So you know they had their little vacation going on. They had their little freak, freaky thing going on for a little while. You know they separated and got back together and stuff. So you know we, we we've been talking about that, just different things in politics. But uh, one thing that I want to get on that's another article that I want to read. And then we're going to get into um, a couple more articles. We're going to read, and then I'm going to get into our main topic for tonight. Um, once again, our um, number is nine, 646-915-8200. We're going to be talking about how nobody owes you anything in this economy, and you need to get on up and get your crusty, dusty behind up and, you know, make something happen for yourself. We're going to talk about that today. But um, we're going to get to this article right here. Um, Jan Brewer as Supreme Court to overturn hold on parts of Arizona's 
immigration law. And once again, we're getting this article from the HuffingtonPost.com. Um, let's see what's going on here. All right. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer announced Monday that she will ask the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, to overturn a ruling that put that put the most controversial parts of the state's immigration enforcement law on hold. The planned appeal to high planned appeal to high court comes after Brewer lost the initial appeal April 11th, when a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals refused to reverse a lower court's order that prevented key parts of the law from being enforced. Attorney General Tom Horn said going directly to the Supreme Court and skipping a possible second appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court will save time in resolving the case. While Brewer said she is confident Arizona will prepare, I mean, will, I'm sorry, prevail in its fight to uh, protect, its, protect its citizens. The state must file an appeal by July 11th, um, the official said. The Supreme Court has discretion on whether to hear the appeal on the lower court's order. Quote, it seems like it's a big enough national issue that it will ultimately, ultimately be determined by the United States Supreme Court, unquote, Horn said. In its April ruling, the Ninth Circuit panel said federal officials are likely to prove the law is unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional, can't talk tonight, and succeeded in their argument that Congress has given the federal government sole authority to enforce immigration laws. Um, Brewer's lawyers argued that the federal government hasn't effectively enforced immigration laws at the border in, in Arizona's interior and that the state's intent in passing the law was to assist federal authorities as Congress has encouraged. They also argue U.S. District Court Judge Susan Bolton erred by accepting speculation by the federal government that that the law might burden legal immigrants by concluding the federal government would likely prevail. The U.S. Justice Department urged the appeals to uphold the order that blocked enforcement of parts of the law. So uh, that's just part of that article. So I guess, like, they're trying to uphold the law. They're trying to pass. They know that uh, these these a lot of these things are going to, you know, um, kind of discriminate against citizens that are actually legal. But she is just determined to get this this appeal to go through. So you know, it, it's just ridiculous. I don't I don't like that woman. She, she she's old, wrinkled, crusty, dusty. Um, Barbara Walters reject. She she she's just evil. I I don't like to look in her eyes. And you know, I, you know, I understand how you want to. Um, Crack down on immigration And I understand that 
but at the expense of legal citizens, like they're going to be the ones that's discriminated against too. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that article to your attention really quick. Michael, did you have something to say? I was just thinking, you know, a letter. I think that'd be a great thing. Let her appeal it to the Supreme Court, and then when they knock her back a couple of steps, then she'll see, oops, maybe that wasn't such a good idea after all. Yeah. Because I think it's pretty – I don't think the Supreme Court will hear it. She can petition them if she wants, but I don't think they'll hear the case. God getting right, but yeah. doesn't mean like they, they have to hear it. They're pretty usually pretty picky about what they'll hear. So. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they don't want to push it too terribly far. Because then if she's got to be careful if she's hoping to do some kind of state immigration down the road that might actually be beneficial to real citizens <laughs> and not hurt real citizens. If she starts making precedent in the Supreme Court now, she might uh, not like the result that she gets out of that ruling to hamper further rulings. So... She doesn't realize that the Supreme Court's not always a really good thing. They tend to make precedent that sticks. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll just kind of curious to see how they'll go. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, now I want to get to one more article, and then I'm going to jump into our entertainment really quick, and then we're going to get on our um, our topic. Um this article is written was written by Laura Bassett, um, once again from the Huffington Post. Um, this article is entitled "Federal Court May Strike Down Bill Defunding Planned Parenthood." Um, this is once again another local story. Um, it reads: Government Governor Mitch Daniels is on the verge of signing a bill that would bar Medicaid parents from receiving any kind of health care at a Planned Parenthood clinic or uh, any family plan planning giant uh, such as Planned Parenthood. Uh, and they're pretty much saying how they're ready to re- retaliate this uh, in the federal courts. Republican state lawmakers pushed the defunding in order to block taxpayer money to an organization that performs abortions, although the Hyde Amendment has blocked federally funded abortions for 30 years. Hmm. But Planned Parenthood's lead authority, uh, lead attorney says that the law violates federal Medicaid rules as well as the 14th Amendment U.S. Constitution. Quote, we're going to file a lawsuit in the federal court as soon as the governor signs this bill as we can get into court, okay, said Roger Evans, director of litigation for the Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Quote, the funding is banned to schedule – I don't have my glasses on. I, can, I can't hardly read – the funding ban is scheduled to take effect immediately, and we see Medicaid parents, patients every day. So we'll be seeking instantaneously, instantaneous relief against the law taking effect while we pursue litigation, unquote. 
um, House Bill uh, 1210, introduced by State Republican uh, Eric Turner in January, will prohibit the state of Indiana from contracting with, quote, any entity that performs abortions or operates a facility where abortions are performed, unquote. But the but the federal Medicaid rules state that Medicaid beneficiaries can obtain health service services from whichever qualified institution or agency, including Planned Parenthood, that the person may choose. Further, Evans said, since abortion is legal on a federal level, the bill violates the 14th Amendment by punishing those institutions that offer it. Quote, a very essence of something being constitutionally right is that it states cannot, pun- pun- cannot punish you for doing it, unquote, he said. Quote, the problem here is that Indiana is penalizing Planned Parenthood for providing women with the access to abortion services, an obviously constitutional realm of conduct. They're trying to cut off more than $1 million worth of funds. It's punishment in disguise. The Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services said that they never comment on pending legislation, but Indiana state officials have expressed concern in recent weeks that violating the federal Medicaid rule by discriminating against Planned Parenthood could cause the agency to cut off all $4 million in federal funds it gives to Indiana for family planning each year. But Evans said that Planned Parenthood is planning to stop the bill in its tracks before CMS has a chance to rule on it. So pretty much, you know, this just another big mess that's going on right now. You know, you know, these Republicans are trying to push their moral and their, you know, religious beliefs on everyone else and they're pretty much, you know, causing women to suffer because of this. You know. And you know, and, and, and what kills me is they don't realize they think that Planned Parenthood is just about abortions. Planned Parenthood is way more than that, you know, and you're going to, you know, punish them and punish the people that use their services, you know. So I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a big mess, and I just want to bring that to your attention too. So I don't know. So do you have any comments on that? I was beginning to wonder when the Indiana got annexed to the South. <laughs> hmm. Wow. That's what I, I don't even know. Well, we're going to uh, jump right in to uh, our uh, our news and gossip. And DeAndre, I have a question. Did you hear about Lil Boosie's house? Going to be safe? It's, it's going to be uh, repossessed by uh, the state of Louisiana? Did you hear the about that? The work's going to be repossessed? His house. 
Really? Yeah, let's click on this real quick and see what it says. We on UrbanDaily.com. I guess it's probably going to be because you know he's been in prison. You know that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's probably why they're going to take over his house. He probably can't afford to pay on it. Um, They says that uh, he owes over $375,000 in missed payments. So I guess they're going to be repossessing that house pretty soon. So... um, for those who don't know, he is currently serving a four-year sentence on a drug drug and gun charges. And uh, he was indicted last year for the murder of a 35-year-old man by the name of Terry Boyd. And, um, and, and from what they're saying, they, he's also been um, linked to five other murders, too. So from the looks of it, he's not going to probably be getting out anytime soon. So he can just kiss the house goodbye. But you know what? I would have thought he would buy his house. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. understanding how how they take in the house. But I guess, you know, some of them, whatever. Mm. <laughs> they don't yeah. do what needs to be done, clearly. That's what I'm saying. They they make all this money. They ain't taking care of their business. You know, so I don't know. But moving right along to other um, entertainment news, uh, let's see what else we got here on the wire. Um, ooh, Bobby Christina, girl, she is just wilding out. Did you hear? For those who don't know who Bobby Christina is, that is Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown's daughter, and she is just doing it all. She is just doing too much. Oh, Lord. Like this. <laughs> That's one of them kids that you think didn't have a chance from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. She, she got both of their DNA, so, you know, <laughs> but, hey, I don't know. So, I guess now uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown's daughter, Bobby Christina, has found herself caught in drunk, like in a drunken nightmare. You know, so they, they said she may face up to six years in jail for being arrested for underage intoxication. What? The that's what I yeah, That's what they said. That's what this 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 says. I'm hoping that's six said, months. Girl, it said three, six years. But, that you know, she's been doing a lot of crazy stuff. You know, she done moved from Atlanta. She done moved out on the East Coast. She She's doing all these videos and all this crazy stuff, honey. I'm telling you. And then they said um, she was also on the scene of a gun brawl, but luckily they said she wasn't hurt. So she um, what was this is Bobby Christina right with her, right? Mhm. She on a little well, sorry, <laughs> a little wild yeah. yeah. Mm. Said, okay, well this famous for singing, and she got to go some other kind of way, right? Mm. Well, you know, but Jake, you seen that video of Bobby Brown speaking about Bobby Brown? You seen that video? It's kind of old. He was at Superhead's apartment, passed out on the door couch, looking like a door crackhead, snoring and slobbering. And she up here got her son walking around the apartment. Why, you know, it, it, I don't even know what to say about it. I just, I don't even know. So. Keep that child in your prayers, y'all. How old is Keep that child? child? 
Huh? People are about 18, 19, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, she's of, she's of legal age, so. That's another one of them. You just go, that poor kid didn't have a chance. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought, Still wish she wanted to because you know, both your parents are not in their life state of mind. So, you know, who she has, she has to look up to, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, well, we'll probably get some more entertainment next. On Thursday, if you got time, and I guess they said Tigerton dyed his hair honey blonde. Mm. Who? I don't know. Huh? You said who? Tigger. To my big Tigger. T Y G A Tiger Tigger is which one is it? Tigger, you said my big Tigger that used to do uh, rap city. Yeah. They oh, said no, Tigger. Uh, from Young Money released a photo of his new hairdo, a honey blonde. Oh, you talking about Chris Tiger? Brown. Okay. Tiger, okay. Chris <laughs> Brown inspired fade. Despite what others may think, I actually like the lighter hair on him. Do you guys like it? Well, honey, I don't know. Y'all need to go to if y'all want to see this. You need to go to theurbandaily.com and you be the judge for that. I ain't got nothing to say on that. Mm-hmm. Hell to the nine. Yeah, all out, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in other news, Kelly Rowland is beating Beyonce in the charts. Woo! Let's see what that's about. That's a friend of Hmm. You know, I don't know. What you think about that new Beyonce song? Me, personally, I think it's hot. You like it? Yeah. yeah, I've been hearing mixed reviews on it. Like I've been hearing mixed reviews on it. I'm gonna have to play that oh. song next. That, yeah, next time we uh, next up when we come back on Thursday, I'm gonna probably have that song downloaded. And I kind of want you guys to review that song. You know, I think it's right. right, and then they get a lot of playing the gay club. <laughs> the girls will be bumping it. They really will. Oh. All right. Okay. A shift in power seems to be. In progress within Destiny's Child camp. Kelly Rowland's latest single, Motivation, is currently beating Beyonce's current clocker, Run the World Girls, on Billboard charts. Ooh, I can't believe that. All right. On the current Billboard R&B singles charts, Motivation is pretty, is sitting pretty in the top ten and number six, while Beyonce's Run the World Girls is hovering at number forty-one mm. on hot on the Hot 100 charts. Motivation jumps up eleven spots to land at number at number forty-three. Run the World Girls um, falls fifteen spots to number forty-eight on the same chart. So pretty much, um, I don't know. We'll just see how it turns out. You know, I, I don't know. I, I wonder, you know, because I guess I, I I heard that, you know, Beyonce's father's not managing her anymore, so I don't know how that's going to turn out for her. But we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, most, art, most artists have a certain ebb and flow to their career anyway. Maybe she just mm-hmm. hit a dud 
or maybe one that's just not going to be maybe as good as the others for once. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, oh, you know what? You know, uh, Jill Scott's album coming out. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go cop that CD so we can do a, a review on that. So, uh, yeah. Be, be on the lookout for her CD that's coming up. Um, what else is going on? Oh, can you tell us, because I know you, you, you're big on the Bad Girls Club, can you give us a review, DeAndre, of what, DeAndre, what happened on the Bad Girls Club reunion? And can you kind of, like, take us through, you know, um, tell us what you think about the, the, the Mob Wives, because I know you watched that, and also, what do you think about the love games? How do you think that compares to the Bad Girls Club? Okay, Mob Wives is definitely a gangster show, seriously. <laughs> I'll be tuned in. They are be, they are going to be getting a little crazy. If you haven't seen wow. it, you must watch it, seriously. <laughs> I heard it. It's almost I, like... I have heard it. It's almost like the Soprano show, seriously. Wow. So I heard they be getting rowdy, and I said, them, them women on there be getting rowdy. They do, and they from Staten Island. So. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Love Games, that show mm-hmm. is a high mess. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the hell they put Natalie back on her show. Oh, girl. That old Popeye chin. <laughs> <laughs> She needs Woo. to not be on nothing. She ain't what, who she representing. She's just a hot mess, seriously. Hmm. I mean, you, my you would get all the money she makes. She'll clear that acne up. Uh, ooh, a ooh. girl get on the antibiotic, but I'm 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 scared her to get on the <laughs> antibiotic because it probably wouldn't do her any good because she probably has so many infections going on in her body that. The antibiotics will just get, get like so confused they don't know where, whether to fight the acne or the smorgasbord of STDs <laughs> probably has. So I don't think antibiotics will help her. <laughs> oh, okay. I ain't got nothing to say about that. <laughs> you know she got into a fight with Amber because Amber had called her a man on the show. Mm. So to me, she she can dish it out, but she can't take it. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I so I was watching some reviews about it, and I you know, I, you know I, I don't keep up with all that, but I heard that um, she got wore out. You know, but hey, I, I don't know. Hey, who got wore out? So. Did you get a chance to watch the Bad Girls Club reunion? Actually, as we speak, I'm kind of, you know, in in and out of the show. But, yeah, yeah. they are ganging up on Star, of course. Star and Nikki, mm. of course. Because, you know, Star was the, the bougie, the bougie one. Yeah. The bougetto mm. one, as I should say. The <laughs> bougetto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was just, she was, I 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 was, I
Well, you know, as far as Celebrity Apprentice goes, you know, I just I can't get into that show because I just, you know, that's Donald Trump's thing, and I just I'm not really a fan of him. But Speaking I guess of like, that, um, did you notice the Indianapolis 500 uh, is now putting AJ Foyt on and got rid of the Donald Trump? Oh yes, the Donald. Yeah, Trump. that was a new thing. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of it was a previous it. commitment. I wonder if that's true. I, I really don't. I, I just I think knowing how Donald Trump is, he's not going to let himself look like this, like someone. You know, they they're not going to let it seem like that. They're not. You know, yeah. he's he's got a, too big of an ego. Well, the Holman George family is notorious for not. They're notorious for being Republican, but they're notorious for not liking any bad publicity. And the way Trump, and see, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And to me, I, I, I feel that uh, I was just talking to a friend about this. Now, there may be organizations they may have racist people, um, or closed-minded, or bigoted people within the organization, or people that are running the organization, but they are not going to put themselves in a position. Can you hear me? Yeah. They're not going to put themselves in a position to where. They have that bad publicity because their supporters will back out. They they don't want they don't want that tarnished image. So even if they do feel that way, even if they still wanted Trump to be involved with the Indy 500, you know, in the parade and the you know the driving of the car, they don't they don't want that bad publicity because people will back out of that. Oh yeah, you know, and they, and they kind of put them in a position to where they had to, uh, uh, to probably you know come to that understanding. And on top of that, he claims that he's running for, um, he's he's trying to get the nomination, you know, uh, you know, for press for president and stuff like that. He's he's trying to work towards that, and uh, you know, they claim that's what it is, but I really don't believe that that that's the entire truth. I just don't believe I don't that. Either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Holman George family said we don't like this publicity. Get the hell out! What do you want us to say for you? Mm-hmm. And I bet you it was one of those things he they did probably make a deal. I said, well, you know, uh, we 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 probably just don't want this publicity right now, um, but we can. You know, they probably work with Donald Trump just you know just to to save face on both sides. Oh yeah, you know, just make, make it seem like that he's just doing this because he has other obligations in this, that, and the other. I'm like, I I strongly disagree with that because, I mean, this is like the hundredth anniversary of the Indy 500, and you're too busy to attend that. Yeah. Hmm. But I would think that being I, you know, as a Indianapolis race fan. I'd much rather see AJ Foyt in there, someone that actually belong has drove a race car. <laughs> you know, Donald right. Trump, and who probably just looks at him and says, "I'll take three of them," or the guy that actually drove them for a living. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it was, and it was, you know, I think it was a great choice too. Yeah. Great choice, and I think that, um, I think that. I think a lot of people are happy that he's not um, coming there. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it would have been a I think it would have been a great disrespect and a slap in the you know community's face if they would have allowed him to come to the you know. 
Well, you know, Indiana I mean, is backwards anyway, but Donald Trump type of backwards? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I'm just glad Donald Trump is not going to be there this year. So, you know, hooray for that. So, yeah, it, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It was something else that we were talking about. Getting, yeah, getting back to Celebrity Apprentice. You know, uh, I was going to mention that uh, Nene came on, uh, well, Nene leaked from uh, Real, Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, um, she did an interview with the Russ Park Morning Show recently. And in this video, in, well, in this interview, you can go check it out on YouTube. It's all, it's all over YouTube. Um, I guess they were saying how, uh, you know, she was saying how she has all these projects and this, that, and the other going on. And I guess Shaquana and Alfreda's from, from Russ Park were saying, you know, asking her how, you know, how she feels because they, they were just saying how they feel that she's a bully. And that's that's, that's how she became so uh, notable and so popular, you know, because she likes to talk loud. She likes to talk over people. And they pretty much called her out. But like she said in the interview, I said, you don't, you don't see what they cut out. I have no control over what they edit and this, that, and the other. And it's just it was just a big argument. And you need to go hear this interview on Russ Paul Morning Show. I cannot believe that it went down like that. You know, but you know, it was just like the guys were supporting Nene on the show and Alfredus and Shaquana were against Nene. So I just like I said, man, it it just seems like people get all this notoriety and this success for exploiting themselves on these reality TV shows. And I'm like, to me, it is just pathetic. Like, I mean, where's your real talent? You you can get on TV and be rude and be an ass and get, you know, success. I I just don't know what's up with that. I don't know. Girl, it's just a hot mess. But I don't know, but uh, we're going to move on to our topic tonight. Before we get there, can I just interject one thing real quick? Mm -hmm. Um, We forgot to talk about Friday's presidential trip, Mr. Obama, here to Indianapolis. Oh, yes. Yes, for those, well, you must be living under under a rock if you didn't know. But um, President Barack Obama did come to visit um, Indianapolis, Indiana, and he um, visited um, the Allison's plant, the Allison plant, admissions plant that is located on our city's west side. And I guess he came to Indianapolis in efforts to discuss, like, you know, energy alternatives and how they're uh, moving towards, you know, in the future, how they're trying to develop uh, transmissions and technology that kind of that uses less oil and that uh, that are more energy efficient, uh, different alternatives and things like that. And um, from what I heard, it, it was a really good turnout. 
Um, a, a, a lot of people were uh, very excited about seeing the president and stuff like that. You know, um, they said the the visit went very well, and you know it was very uh, productive, and you know they got a lot out of it. You know, so not to mention he brought a saving grace to the state of Indiana when he got here. The gas prices dropped. <laughs> yeah, they, they dropped like the draws hitting the floor. Never mind, gonna go there. <laughs> Bottom line, they drive. Yeah, <laughs> three cents, kachunk. Mhm. I see. You know, I guess it's one of those things too. They're gonna, he's gonna be trying to jump, get on these people about price gouges at these pumps. You know. Mhm. I think they need to look into that because it doesn't make sense that I can go uh, from downtown or go. And not even go downtown to you know out you know out towards the suburbs, but you can drive within five minutes from one gas station to another. You can see a huge jump in prices. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's no consistency. You know, that's how you know there's something going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So. I think I paid um, yesterday. I paid four oh four, I believe, a gallon. It's three ninety nine down in my neighborhood right now. I think it's gonna slowly climb back up, but it got to a point where it was like four twenty nine a gallon here. Yeah. I said, you know, it's bad anytime you got to choose between going to work and eating. <laughs> so. I'm serious. I said, honey, and this, this leads into our conversation tonight. Nobody owes you nothing. Because I think I think a lot of times, you know, and, and, and we were just talking about this recently, Michael, how you have a lot, some of your friends just take you for granted. And, you know, to me, when someone was trying to use you, for a ride, but wasn't even trying to give you any bad time. And then they had the nerve to bring a whole lot of people along, and none of them was offering you anything. Exactly. I said, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I said, Miss Economy, I said, times are too hard. You are not going to jump in my vehicle. You know, and and then, not only just jump in my vehicle, but you're not just going to tell me to take you somewhere and you're not offering me anything because I think if you were a true friend, you would you wouldn't want me to be in a position to where I'm struggling. I leave the situation. Little background: I was invited to go on a uh, outing for a day with a couple of friends of mine, and they said, "Oh, okay, well that's cool. Why don't you go with us to such and such place?" I'm like, "Oh, well, that sounds kind of fun." They're like, yeah, oh, by the way, we're going to bring so-and-so along and so-and-so along. I said, who are they? Well, you've never met them before, but we're all going to meet at your house, and since you've got a uh, SUV, everybody can fit in your vehicle. We won't have you drive. <laughs> what? Mm. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to see now why I was invited. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I said, wouldn't have been me, couldn't have been me. I'm yeah. Hard. 
Shouldn't you, you. Yeah, I came up with other plans for that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, but I actually declined. Four dollars a gallon, and I'm you want me to show for everybody the hell up someplace, and on top of it, bring along people that I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's to me that's so rude and disrespectful. But then you said this same person tried to pull this. On another occasion, too. Yeah, another occasion, only the people that were involved were actually people I knew that time. I just kind of assumed that maybe the the gas would get helped out along the way. Well, I just kind of assumed that and just kind of went, oh, okay. But, of course, it didn't. However, Mm. I was not... uh, Unintelligent to that the second time. <laughs> you should tell them when they said they to you would have said, "I drive an SUV." Have you ever seen the gas prices? Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, I don't. You know, I've got friends. I go on all day long trips and all day long events and stuff. But I didn't know who two of these people were even going to be. <laughs> mm. I'm sitting there going. Uh, Okay. Right. They taking up all this space in your vehicle, messing up your door, uh, messing up your suspension in your car. Yeah. And then the bad thing about it is none of them offer you any gas money. Yeah. Okay. That's tacky to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, at that that was the point which I put the brakes on. I'm like four dollars a gallon for gas. You know what? We're pumping some brakes here. I am not exactly. into a chauffeur just to go along for a daily cruise. I can go by myself and be happy as hell. Yes, I do not like Jeffrey the motherfucking butler or the driver. Sorry. Mhm. But but you know that I mean, and and, it, and it's just like these people think you know seriously. Like there's somebody on YouTube now sitting up here. You know, had the nerves to get mad because wouldn't nobody donate for him to go to California to pursue his dream to become famous. And you, you got all these problems <laughs> on YouTube and trying to make them feel bad because they watch you for free on YouTube. I said, sweetie, first of all, YouTube is a free site. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm gonna pay because I don't donate to you, you gonna try to make it seem like I said, boo. Let me tell you something. I said, um. You getting on YouTube, making a monkey and a mockery out of yourself in the gay community does not warrant me uh, to pay you or donate to you. Who okay, first one month. There's this user on um, YouTube, YouTube, and I'm just gonna put it out here. His name's Quadere, but he, his, his screen name is uh, Tamaya. And he's on here going off on all his subscribers, um, talking about you guys don't support me and and y'all need to uh, unsubscribe to me and this that and the other because you don't want to see me succeed. And then on top of that, you know, you sitting up here, you know, uh, you you trying to raise money before because you talking about you gonna put on a concert, and then that fell through, and instead of letting all the people know. You went on ahead and bought a laptop 
and then said, oh, I'm using this laptop to make better quality vehicles. I mean, not vehicles, better quality videos on YouTube for you guys, but you didn't let people know that until later. You know, and now you want to get mad because people don't want to support you, but, you know, support you, but yet you lied before about what you were going to do with, with the money that you raised before. That's why I say people need to know their worth and quit supporting any and everybody because nothing is owed to nobody. You need to get on up out of get on out here and make your own dreams happen instead of, you know, making other people support your dreams. Strangers at that and then gonna call them all these names and this, that and the other and cuss them out in a in a YouTube video and make them feel bad. But really, you know, these people didn't have to me support comes in all kinds of ways. It doesn't have to come in monetary monetary form. Right. It's the fact that people either tune into your vehicles. I mean not the I can't even talk like your videos and they, you know, encourage you and you know, it, it it just it's just it's a lot of these people think that you owe them something. And I'm sorry. I mean nobody owes you anything. You know, and it, it's just real sad that you have people getting on on YouTube and getting online trying to swindle other people out of their hard-earned money. I said, last time I checked, I need to know who have you been supporting. Exactly. You talking about somebody needs to give you something. Who are you supporting? Mm-hmm. It's you know, and it's, queen, and it's queens like that that give the gay community a bad name. You I'm know. hoping the people that are subscribed to his channel that are watching, I'm hoping that they're actually watching it and laughing their ass off at him. Yeah, that, I think they're laughing. Come out, people look, listen, looking at my videos for any time. I said, honey, they're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. Exactly. That's why ain't nobody supporting your ass, because you are a joke. You don't take your own self serious. You sitting up here living in your mama's house. Making videos, but you talking about people holding you back? I know, because you, you know what I did with that money? Home. I would have huh? bought me a laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you broke. You broke, right? But you going to buy a laptop. Okay, yeah. Girl, boo. I said, that's, why I said, that's why people need to stop giving their money away to people. Yeah. People don't respect you. I said, you got pimps in the church, you got pimps on the street, and now I guess you got pimps on YouTube. <laughs> Girl, mm. I'll take a mess. A hot dog at mess. And then now you got people in these relationships that feel that somebody owes them something. I get so tired of these women talking about they want this, this, and that. You know, I'm tired of hearing these women talking about they want this, this, and that from a nigga, or oops, excuse my language, from a man. <laughs> and but but yeah, I need to know what are you bringing to the table because you know you want a man that can do this, this, and that for you, but you can't even cook and you can't even cook a TV dinner. It should be hard because that motherfucker wants you not to put it in the microwave. 
that would that would that would imply that you know how to read at a basic sixth grade level. <laughs> but but a lot of these chicken heads can't even do that. But they can push a baby out. Mm. Really? <laughs> mm. oh, these days, an eleven-year-old can do that. Oops, did I just say that? Jeez. They can push a baby out because I owe them something. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and, and it's and it like like I mentioned earlier, just like these women feel that because they they can they can open their legs, open and close their legs, that they have power over a man. And you know, here's something I've noticed, not just with the women, but that happens on both sides of the fence. All right. about it, and all about it. Seneca and I talked about this afternoon. They're all about it until all of a sudden they're real comfortable and they think, oh, I got the greatest husband in the world. Now, jump through the hoops, doggy, and close the legs. Close the legs. And I am not saying in any shape or form that any partner in any relationship should have to bend to the absolute almighty sexual will of their partner. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying if you aren't going to take care of your man, there's a hundred people lining up out there, man or woman, that will. Like they say, what you won't do, another will do it. So you got it. Won't be coming back. All right. And as a very creepy, slight social experiment proved this weekend, there's a whole lot of scary out there that's getting a lot more than I am. (laughs) Amen to that one, because you might. I would have never thought. I seen this man at a bar that was rubbing. I don't even know if I want to get into this. Let's put it like this: He wasn't need no damn Pillsbury dough. It was someone that was shaped like a Pillsbury dough person, like a <laughs> dough that need no damn loaf of bread. Not the like bread. Yeah, and then my That's friend, friend girl, mm-mm, it was not right. You need to tell me how many times he was in the house. Huh, okay. I said, it just don't make sense. It, it don't make sense. You know, like some of this stuff that you see out when you go out to the club, do these people have any self-respect and dignity? Probably not. You know, you know then, a lot of people sex sales. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> they don't care how they come. You know, some of them come back there. I reckon. But anyway, how that was tying all into all this was, you know, just the whole thing that, you know, nothing is guaranteed. And if you've got a good thing in today's day and age, as tough as times are, if you've got a good thing, take care of it. Appreciate it. Exactly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said that just so perfectly. And so many people don't take care of it. That's why... So many men are cheating on so many women, or so many, you know, yeah. women are cheating on men, or men cheating on men, or women cheating on women, I mean, whichever. That's why. And then you want to get mad, you know, then you want to get mad when your partner cheat on you. you can't I mean, I'm not, I'm not just trying to cheat, but okay. What pisses me off is they think they can just sit at home, they don't have to do anything, they that you supposed to be the red winner and bring everything home. No, ain't nobody want nobody to just sitting on their ass and ain't doing nothing. Mm. 
You ain't gonna get Somebody nothing like it. What if he, what if he or she up and leave you? What you gonna do? Mhm. You need to be independent. I'm gonna need you to be independent before I got with you. Independent when I leave you. Just like that that post I said I seen on somebody posted on Facebook talking about uh, where are all the good women that that don't have kids. Oh and my yeah. Ain't looking at you. Ain't looking at your broke ass. I said, well, we'll see. Um, you on probation? You live with your mama? Ain't got no damn job. That's yeah, so Take it back to that one guy that was trying to get people. To fund him so he can go reach his dreams. And now, for now, you think other people got dreams they are trying to accomplish too? And they ain't mm-hmm. out here trying to you help me with this and that. You might as well be a bum on the, on the corner or something. Shaking your chains up. And girl, ain't nobody going to take you seriously. You, you, you throwing all this damn shade. Girl, and, and see, you always online trying to get people to do this, that, and the other. Girl, like when you try to get all them people, all your, these are the same subscribers you cussing out now. But these were the same subscribers you was begging about two or three months ago to harass Miss Candy, okay, from Candy Cold at Night, record label in Atlanta. Girl, I'm, I'm pretty sure she done seen your late ass on YouTube, but she don't want nothing to do with you. And then you're going to try to compare yourself to Lawrence Boo. I said um, Lawrence has a pack. He's offering something that you're not, sweetie. And I'm pretty sure that she saw your videos, and she does not want nothing to do with you, girl. And and you what you on there always trying to read people. You always talking crazy, trying to kick somebody's back in. But you think that you gonna be accepted in the music industry? You talking all this stuff? Okay, it's one thing if you don't like Lady Gaga, whatever. That's your right. But for you to just go on and on and dog this woman out, you do. Baby, you you done built you done burnt the bridge right there. I mean, he just goes in on her. He he's always on there talking about how he didn't have an encounter with somebody in Atlanta. How they always messing with him, and he's trying to act like he's the victim. Girl, you need to wake up and grow up, and stop putting yourself. Be professional, and you need to stop blaming everybody for your problems because nobody's gonna fund you. And girl. He has he had another to put up a video talking about how he girl had some earrings on in an afro puff in a damn pink jacket talking about why he was talking about he trying to figure out why they wouldn't hire him at McDonald's. I said because you look like a damn fool. That's why. Because the position of Ronald McDonald was already filled. Okay, girl, Ronald McDonald's position's already filled, bitch. Girl, you going you you wearing an androgynous outfit to McDonald's, or you dressed like that, making videos like that, girl? You think somebody gonna hire you at their corporation? I don't care if it is McDonald's. You have to be professional. There is you have to learn how to put that. You and see, this is the thing that bothers me about a lot of gay people. You don't know when to tone that shit down and be professional. That's a time and place for everything. Now, I'm not saying for you to go around being something that you're not. I'm not saying that. But you have to be professional and know when, how to pre- present yourself and how to conduct yourself if you want people to take you seriously. Now, you don't mm-hmm. take yourself seriously, and then 
That's why you don't have a job. Now you want to come to us begging for money because of the poor decisions that you made. Hello? You know? Yeah? I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here and I want to hear your pity story because a lot of times we put ourselves in positions in life. We put ourselves in positions in life and then we want to blame everybody else. We, yeah. we we want to we, we want we want to blame everybody else. We want to um, give that that little sad sob story to everybody else, but you ain't taking responsibility of why you're in the position that you're currently in. Sometimes, unfortunately, don't get on YouTube. Years, they realize. Don't get on the corner of um uh, 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 East Washington Street and uh, College. Trying to you go beg for for a damn quarter, and trying to make me feel bad when nine times out of ten you got there because of the poor decisions that you made. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I, I just people just be killing me, and see you you ought to be lucky that you got a mama that let you stay in her house. You know. And get on YouTube making all these crazy videos, girl. You got a place to stay. You, you know what I'm saying. A lot of people don't even have a place to stay. You think I'm gonna feel sorry for you and donate to you, girl? You ain't homeless. You ain't not on the damn street. These people done lost their mind. Getting on, getting online, gonna tell you that you need to get both of them because they want. Cause we, y'all trying to hold me back. Because you want me to. Be stuck on here on YouTube for the rest of my life. I said, sweetie, first of all, at least you getting a damn check from YouTube. At least you, you know what I'm saying? At least, at least you got a place to say something about somebody holding you back. You holding yourself back. Maybe he needs to be an escort. Well, girl, this is what he needs to be. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Trick, 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 tricking ain't easy. Well, he better sell. He better sell a lot of booty. I don't know how you get the hot. So you better hustle. I ain't funding nobody's damn dream. And I'm trying to pay for. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my shit off the ground. And then and then you you can't even respond to people's emails and they trying to network with you, but you want somebody to fund your ass a damn dollar. And so you need to use that damn money on the down payment for a new attitude. How about that? <laughs> Girl, please. People be killing me. I should just that just it seems like everybody out here trying to hustle and get over on people. Yeah, I guess that's the way of the world today. Mm-hmm. Why you gotta be more vigilant. You really do. Girl, I was gonna get into a Situation. I'm not gonna get into it. We only got five minutes left. I'm gonna get into a situation. I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna bring this situation up on a future show. Um, and I'm not gonna use no names. But I know this is this is what I'm talking about. This is gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna bring this um, series back up. The Family Feud um, series because I, there's a lot of treacherous shit going on in families. There's I know this one guy. Oh, jeez, I don't even know where to start with this. His brother is sitting in jail right now, and he's been 
Okay. His brother's sitting in jail, supports his girlfriend's out in jail, but she's a stripper. And she's out. Okay, the brother knows that the girl is sitting in the house, you know, because she's been staying over there, screwing other men in the house, and his brother's not saying nothing about it. She she's she's she screwed his brother's best friend, and, you know, he ain't saying nothing about it. But really, he's trying to pimp her out at the same time. But we're going to get into that on another show. Mm. I can already see the main connection here. The brother ain't saying a word because he's hitting it too. Probably hitting it, but he's probably using her too because she's out here hustling, trying to get him money. But we're going to get into that on, on the upcoming show. DeAndre keep you losing her. I think she tried to come. She we lost her. And she came back in and then she got disconnected again. But yeah, we're gonna talk about that on the upcoming show because I'm I'm gonna lay it out in detail of what's going on because that's a lot of shady stuff that's going on in families and it's you know a lot of backstabbing and a lot of things that are going on. Not to mention there's a lot of drug, drug, mis, you know, abuse going on behind that too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta, leave, yeah, you gotta leave certain people alone. And I, you know, I left that situation alone. You know, it's just, just crazy. I think any time that you, you know, I don't know, you know, but this same girl claims that she loves this man, but yet. She's screwing around with other guys and shit. Now, you know, I then this is going to sound really messed up, but I can almost see that there could possibly be a glimpse, a tiny glimmer of truth in it. Mm. Because in a past relationship I was in, the person, the other individual involved was repetitively unfaithful. Now, mind you, this is from my much younger days, because nowadays I would not tolerate this crap for one iota of a second. But that person was repetitively unfaithful. But in all actuality and the reality of it, they really did love me. But it was really some kind of messed up in the head kind of love kind of thing that... Yeah, I don't know how that worked, but thank God I finally got the intelligence to get the hell out. But you know that's how it is. Sometimes love love is blind, and we can be sometimes so caught up in a person that we don't see or we refuse to accept the wrong that they do. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But, guys, we're going to have to cut on up out of here. You know, this has been a really good show. Um, Be sure to check us out. You know, I'm not going to go through all the websites and stuff again, but be sure to check out Michael's um, page, sunrisehumanity.com, and all our links for UCOFW. And uh, we will be back on Thursday, hopefully. Um, If we reschedule, we will let you know. But, this Saturday or Sunday, I'm not sure we're going to have uh, uh, um, having a good friend of mine come back on here um, 
We're going to be talking about different things as far as relationships and economics and things like that. So be sure that um, to stay tuned for that. We're going to probably have a special edition show. I'm trying to think what else is going on. Um, get ready for our Pride and Prejudice. Not Pride and Prejudice. Lord have mercy. Prejudice <laughs> versus Preference uh, show next uh, week sometime. We're going to try to get that set up. We're going to have part three of that. We'll have Brothers United come on. We're going to have Keith Washington and some other people come on um, and discuss that. But until then, check us out, and we will talk to you soon. All right, Michael, I'll be there.